Alright people, it's already getting late, it's almost 10.30 at least over here in Philly, that's just in case anybody's in a different time zone, it is 10.26 over here p.m., but um, better late than never man, I had to, I, I had to again, felt obligated to do an episode, had to get this done at least before midnight I wanted to, but uh, if nobody has heard the news man, it's all over social media, but just in the case that nobody has heard the news, Oh man, uh, we, we, we took a, we took a heavy hit today, people, uh, just the world, black cinema. We took a crazy hit, man. Uh, Cicely Tyson passed away at 96 years old and caught me completely off guard, man, because <clears throat> I actually did an episode earlier and I was just honoring, you know, the, the Queens behind the camera, you know, the black female directors, producers, writers, et cetera, et cetera. But Cicely Tyson was one of the actresses I actually mentioned and gave praise to because, you know, she is one of the OG actresses that paved the way for the new wave actresses that I feel like overall, you know, the black actresses overall, I feel like they inspire black female directors to step behind the camera and just commandeer those types of caliber actresses that are in front of the camera. Now, oh, man, regardless of how long she was around, how old she was, Cicely Tyson was still very much in her right mind, man. It seemed like every interview, she was always dropping gems, dropping wisdom. She she literally, um, and I was just talking about this, man. She literally reminds me of like my grandmother. She was like, she was basically black cinema's grandmother, black cinema's mother, black cinema's auntie. You know, she, she just hit home, man. She, she, she resonated so well on screen. She brought so much, uh, over the course of some decades to, to cinema in general, man. She just carried herself with, with, um, so much grace, man. And, you know, <clears throat> fellow Sagittarian, you know, her birthday was December 19th. She's born in, uh, or born in Harlem, New York in 1924. But, you know, she passed away today, unfortunately. Rest in peace. Shout out to her. But, you know, when you think Cicely Tyson, it's like she was more than just an actress. You know, she she had her, you know, her claim for a reason. You're talking about like a, a nominee for, a, a, you know, Academy Award, a Golden Globe Award. You're talking about two two Emmy Awards, five time primetime Emmy Award nominee, Drama Desk Award, Tony Award, Outer Critics Award. You know what I'm saying? Um when you think of the movies, you might think of like Bustin' Loose with Richard Pryor. You think of Sounder, Fried Green Tomatoes. She was even in Idlewild. I had completely forgot she was in Idlewild because I've only seen that movie like once or so or like twice, maybe maximum. But I forgot she was even in Idlewild and it suits her because it's a period piece. And Cicely Tyson seems like one of those classy ass actresses that was just fresh out of a period piece way before her time. Somebody that we were just, you know. I don't want to say we were, uh, you know, not deserving to have someone so amazing, but the time that she spent, man, just like I said, dropping gems and dropping wisdom was amazing. She's also in, you know, um, one of the two Tyler Perry movies. I truly don't mind. I think those are the best movies. She was in Why Did I Get Married Too? Um, she was in Alex Cross, speaking of Tyler Perry. The one movie that really comes to mind, other than the one I'm about to do commentary for, it's to kind of give a little tribute to her. Um, was called A Woman Called Moses, and it came out in 1978, but I remember seeing this movie in, like, first or second grade, and this was the first time I think I might have been introduced to Cicely Tyson, and she played Harriet Tubman, and 
it's one of the reasons why earlier, you know, y'all can check out my episode called, um, you know, Queens, Queens behind cameras. But um, I was saying that I wasn't really pressed to see that that movie, Harriet, the updated version, because I've seen Cicely Tyson do it. And I remember her doing a great job, even, you know, the movie being a little over my head and ahead of my time because I wasn't too, too fond on the source material. But I remember Cicely Tyson doing a great job in that film. And I remember we like the the kids in the class, like along with myself, we had so much fun, even though it was like, you know, it was a period piece, and of course, it's Harriet Tubman, so it's during the slavery days, Underground Railroad. I remember we just had such a good time just seeing her on screen, man. It was just something, something so just uh, mesmerizing about her on screen. And you know, when I use the word mesmerizing, when I use the word uh, wisdom, you know, the certain grace she carried herself with. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to do commentary for this movie here, which is 1997's Hoodlum. Now. In this movie, Cicely Tyson plays Madam Queen, and you talk about elegance and all that, uh, you know, all the other words I use to describe her, man. I don't really think it. Ha what I'm saying has much on her character in this film. Now, while she might not be in this movie a whole lot, you know, she's not in it as much as I think people would want her to be, especially now that she's gone. I really wish she was in the movie a lot more. Um, her presence is felt on screen every time and she's definitely she's got that scene where i think tim roth you know put somebody's balls on the table and she's like queen ain't got no balls to lose and i'm like damn like even though she said that like that's hardcore man even though she said that she's got more balls than any male uh character in this entire movie man god rest her soul now the movie um, to talk about the movie really quick, uh, before I jump into this commentary, it's directed by Bill Duke. And Bill Duke is, you know, I, it slips my mind every time that he directed this movie. Cause, you know, when you think of Bill Duke, you think of what? Predator. Um, most notably, you, you might think of, um, what is it? Menace to Society, where, and, you know, he's the interrogation guy. Like, you know, you fucked up, right? He's that guy. Um, even, uh, I almost called him Mr. Duke. You might as well call him Mr. Duke, man. You gotta, you gotta put some spec on his name. But um, he also was in Car Wash, the original Car Wash with George Carlin and Richard Pryor. Didn't know this movie was produced by Frank Mancuso, who produced all the Friday the 13th movies back in the day day. But um, as far as this cast goes, man, it's, it's, it's locked and loaded. You know, it's not just loaded, it's locked and loaded. Lawrence Fishburne playing Bumpy Johnson, Tim Roth playing Dutch Schultz, uh, Andy Garcia, Lucky Luciano. You got Chi McBride, who's in a little bit of... Excuse me, a little bit of everything, man. Vanessa Williams, Clarence Williams, the third. The cast is loaded, man. And, you know, rightfully so. But um, again, I do want. Well, let me just say this, man. I, I'm going to go along with this as if it is a regular commentary. But this is definitely my, you know, um, rest in peace tribute commentary for Miss Cicely Tyson, man. A true queen. She will definitely be missed, man. I don't I, you know, I've really hope that it's a I don't know if it's going to be like a private ceremony they have for her but I would hope that it would be because I wouldn't want them to televise it because if they do I'm going to watch it and I'm going to be a fucking emotional wreck man I already know it because I got like I'm not gonna lie I teared up when I when I saw that <clears throat> when I read the article on Instagram that she passed away man and it's just it just really spread like wildfire after that because that's that just is, is a testament to see how much she meant to um black cinema black culture and just the world in general man people are just really grieving right now um even people that didn't know her you know what i'm saying but 
you know, she left a hell of a legacy behind, man, and long live her legacy and God rest her soul. Like I said, again, now, people, I am going to be watching this on what is this on demand hits. So I think we are ad and commercial free knock wood. Um, this isn't no director's cut, no uh, special anything going on. So this is a standardized feature length film that's just in case anybody's tuning in and y'all know if y'all tuning in y'all are the real tutor reviews mvps so with that being said people commentary for hoodlum let's get it popping i will hit the play button in three two one where are you at okay gotta love some mgm man and uh God damn it. God damn it. To make matters worse, you know, it's just a shit on my parade to, to th this evening, man. Uh, I just see that the Lakers lost 107 to 92. They lost to the Detroit Pistons. So ain't life grand. We lost two in a row. Lost to the Sixers last night. Lost to the Pistons tonight. Ain't this a bitch. That was a pretty dope opening, too. In a world impoverished by the Great Depression, the single largest business in Harlem is an illegal lottery known as the Numbers. For many, a winning numbers slip is the only chance to put food on the table. The undisputed leader of the Harlem Numbers is Madam Queen, who has run this multi-million dollar business quietly and peacefully for over a decade. Notorious gangster does. So let me stop, man. I really was trying to put my put my voice on to read these, um, you know, these scrolling captions in the beginning. I felt like I was doing a decent job. What do y'all think? I feel like I should be, um, I feel like I should be that guy to, um, you know, read the the opening. You know how like John Larroquette reads the captions for some of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies in the beginning. Um, I, I feel like I should do that. They should cut me a check for that. I could put a voice on for it. Lawrence Fishburne. Now this was back when we haven't seen Lawrence Fishburne play a goon in a long time, man. But I can respect it, though, because he stepped his way to what was I watching uh, the other day? I was watching Mission Impossible three and, you know, he's super corporate thugging up in that movie. He's like, well, I don't recognize his mistakes. Is ready to seek God's forgiveness. Yeah, I've read your Bible, Lord. And it's a good book. You know, I know Bumpy Johnson is a goon in this movie, and he is the headliner here, but. Lawrence, why they put that little ass margin of a mustache on Lawrence Fishburne? Why they do that? Now, 
Now, again, this is um, and I say this a lot when I talk about period pieces in the podcast. This is one of those period pieces that doesn't feel like a dressed set. Um, it, it feels like you're literally stepping into that time frame. And like I always say, also, it's, it's hard to do, man. It's hard to make the audience feel like they're stepping into the time frame you're depicting on screen. Um, again, I always go back to, uh, I, you know, I'm, I hate to sound like I'm hating, but I always go back to movies like, um, damn, what is that movie? That's a creepy motherfucker. He looked like he should tell stories at the funeral parlor, tales from tales from the hood. But um, I always go back. Oh, that's the movie I was talking about. The Great Gatsby. I always go back to Great Gatsby. Um, it feels like a dress set. It's just too much. Clarence Williams III. Speaking of tales from the hood. Clarence Williams, damn, Clarence Williams III is such an underrated actor, man. Underrated character actor. Did I tell you about running numbers out of this place? Jesus. I mean, he wasn't lying, though. This was a hell of a time, man. It's a new day. Dutch Schultz writes policy in Harlem. All right, man. Damn. Dutch Schultz is goddamn Aaron boy. He is, though. Clarence Williams III basically is the house nigga in this movie. He, he really truly is, man. And you can see him have his little sellout moment. You'll see it later on in the film. Or, I mean, y'all won't see it. But I'll mention it. Y'all know what I'm trying to say here. Andy Garcia just as smooth as can be in this movie, man. <coughs> what the hell are you doing, Coonan? Tim Roth, who is a piece of shit in this movie. Amazing actor, though. I feel like Tim Roth is an underrated actor as well. Um, I especially love him as uh, what was his character's name? Special fucking prosecutor. My ass in jail for tax evasion. 
God damn, I can't remember his name, but uh, in Gridlocked with Tupac and uh, Tandy Newton. Stretch. His name was Stretch, because I think Pac's name was Spoon. You know, the one thing that's bothered me um, in this scene, one thing that's bothered me in this scene, other than Tim Roth's character being a racist piece of shit, is that pickle on the table. I don't like pickles. This is a movie I feel like I should watch way more than I do. Loretta Devine. Another one of uh, Black Cinema's mamas or grandmoms or aunties. Love Loretta Devine. And Chi McBride. Uh, Chi McBride, every time I see him, I always think of him in Roll Bounce and Gone in 60 Seconds. She was trying to get some. Is that your husband? How do I know? I know nothing about that two-time and gay face great cat. Don't shoot it. That 38 is polished up, though. If you don't get your ass in that I still use that line, man. What's buzzing, cousin? Now, their introduction here as family, it makes the ending of this movie, and we'll get there, but it makes the ending of this movie so much, so much harder to watch, man. That's real shit though. The way he the way he mocked his laugh, like that's that's what we do, man. Amen. Same old bad. He said, same old bad. 
He came in angry as fuck. With that damn smooth criminal knockoff outfit on. What? Shit piss needle beer. Oh, you gotta be quicker than that. Well, he died uh, fairly quick and easy. Now here we're about to see the introduction of um, Willie from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That'd be funny as shit if, it, if that was a crossover and Indy just came in. This dude right here, um, he was in the first two Die Hard movies. He's the one that uh, Bonnie, what's her name, Bonnie Hunt? The one that played Bruce Willis's wife? William Atherton. He uh, he's in the first two Die Hard movies, and he uh, he's kind of an asshole. The police is not big enough. I'm talking about Arthur Fleckler. Fleckler what? Why Arthur chose the name of Schultz? Because he wants respect. Who's gonna respect the man by the name of Arthur Fleckler? All right, boys, stick him up. My name is Arthur Fleckler. It won't work, Mister Dewey. Damn, Andy Garcia's eye in this movie kind of makes me appreciate my lazy eye. I have like the most unnoticeable, noticeable lazy eye ever. I'm probably one of the only people that sees it the way I do. And I'm mad I just shared that information. <laughs> of your whores. For obvious mutual benefits. Mr. Schultz threatens this arrangement. Have I made myself clear? Crystal. He's like, no, I meant crystal hot sauce. Would you like some on these wings I got coming over? I don't under I, I know I've said this before as well. I don't understand how people smoke cigars, man. They're just expensive ass sticks that you're gonna you don't even get to inhale it. You just spit the smoke out. It's just all spectacle, like the fuck. Damn, this shit like Wall Street or something. It's just people yelling.
This is very uh, dead presidents right here, where Lorenz Tate was going in the back of the. Uh, Paul Benjamin, who plays Whispers. Whispers is a goon too on the com. He's just he's just an OG with it. Valley, fucking snake. Cicely Tyson, ladies and gentlemen. She just, as soon as you lay eyes on her in the movies, just elegance. Hair laid. Outfit is the shit. God rest his soul, man. Now that dude, what is that motherfucker's name, man? Eddie Bo Smith. Um, he's a goon in everything. Like he, you know, he just follows Madam Queen around as her bodyguard. But he, I always think of him in um, Mo Money, where he's like, "Give me a cigarette, boy." All right, meathead. I know that's right. Cicely Tyson looks amazing in this movie, man. She was Madam Queen for a reason. I don't think you could, and I'm not just saying that because she's gone. Like, um, she's always one of my favorite characters in this movie, more so than most of the guys in here. But I don't think it would have worked with any with any other actress. Queen Latifah. I like Queen Latifah in period pieces, though. Vanessa Williams. Looking just as fine as she can ever. Bumpy was on it. Look how he looked at her. He was on her from the rip. Frick is it? 
A million to one odds. It's a scam. It's gambling. That's what it is. Excuse me. I believe the numbers provide jobs for over 2,000 colored folks right here in Harlem alone. A penny gets you six dollars. That's what a month worth of groceries. That's right. A month worth of people food. Not this bullshit here. It's the only homegrown business we got. Are you his partner? Don't worry about it. Y'all make a better team than Amos and Andy. Hmm. <laughs> I don't need no partner. Straight tried to play them. Bumpy Johnson. Bumpy? Mama named you Bumpy? She was giving him a hard time from the rip. That's how you know he he was on her top even more. He's like, oh, you like to play hard to get, huh? Look here, cousin. Tell me about Miss Francine you. She always quoting Marcus Garvey about moving back to hot ass Africa. I think she worked uh, down at that United Negro some other improvement association. That's it. Man, she sure is high tone. I mean, you see the glimmers on that girl? <laughs> yo man <clears throat> you gotta love the way the dialogue is written is it is so dated and it should be for the time that this takes place he said did you see the glimmers on that girl son man that walks with francine will walk down the christian path oh Oh, it sound like it. That gun suits him so well. That's the gun from. It looked like the same gun from Set It Off when when Dr. Dre was like, he told Queen Latifah uh, she was in that movie, and Dr. Dre was like, y'all could roll with that there. And she picked up the revolver and was like, we ain't robbing stagecoaches. <laughs> but again, that was that was the pistol to have at the time. Look at I, she even dresses how my grandma used to dress, man. My grandma was a evangelist, big super. Of course, because she was evangelist, big super churchgoer. Dressed like she was going to church, even when she was like not going anywhere. Watch your mouth, I man. Simroth is that big Henry Miro I love this shot too, how the camera was just like spinning around and then it just stops. Oh dear. She ain't phased at all. If so, you might want to lower that a little bit. Hit me in the heart. So you don't make a mess. Called his bluff. So Dutch. You wanna do this peaceful or you wanna make a go? 
And Madam Queen, yo, she is such a G, man. She is not budging at all. He even said it. He said the queen don't bow to nobody. Tinichi, now ain't the time. Put the shotgun down. I'm crazy. I'm real crazy. Think he can drop dead man's balls upon me, queen? Forget one thing, T. We don't got no balls to lose. Whew! We ain't gonna crease. Like Brenda. Some you win, some you fucking lose. We got a problem. She's gonna fall. I ain't talking about her. Called that bluff real quick. He's not gonna go. And I love the little side relationship that um, Bumpy and Madam Queen had. I love it. Because he said it. He's like, I'm not going to let something like that happen to you. And he meant that shit. But that just goes to show, you know, Bumpy was a G too. He, he just got out, man. And he's just, you know, he's still about it. Still about their life, man. Vanessa Williams, like, she looked like she was from that time frame for real, like, on some, you know, Dorothy Dandridge, Josephine Baker type of shit. always a hating ass friend that rolls her eyes 24 7 but i like that it was all a, um it was all a ploy to get you know bumpy and vanessa williams character alone what the hell is her character's name uh francine Didn't even ask her. Just told her, like, yeah, let's dance. I know that's right, Bump. You gotta let her know, like, yeah, some fellas, I'm telling you, sometimes you gotta let her know, like, listen, this is happening. I mean, consensually, of course, you know, this is not the time to be forceful about certain shit. But, uh, you know, you gotta let her know sometimes, like, listen, this is happening. And then, you know, she'll still be in denial. And then you're like, okay, well, why are we dancing right now? And she'll be like, we are dancing, aren't we? Why you gotta involve yourself in numbers? I mean, what would you have me do? Try and 
shoes, carrying bags down to Grand Central. I'm a colored man, and white folks ain't left me nothing out here but the Avenue. Well, I disagree. They are colored doctors, colored lawyers, colored accountants, writers, musicians. You could do any one of those. I do write a little poetry. You write a little poetry? Hmm? Myself, where she got those eyes? So full of light, so free of lies. How does one get eyes like that? I tell myself, she robbed a cat. <laughs> you liked it? Bars. Oh. Motherfucker got me about to write some poetry tonight. Keep writing those poems, Ellsworth. <clears throat> He should have been like, wait, 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 wait. I got a follow-up poem for that one. She robbed the cat. And the cat came back. Back around the block. With a whole new strap. The hell is this? My phone. Oh, God. Just these random ass alerts, people. I'll be trying to tell y'all, man. Every time I'm trying to do comment... Every time I'm trying to do commentary, it's some type of fucking alert or notification or something. Jesus. Just not a care in the world. They got the got the guns on top of the money piles. <laughs> he was always on go though man the big dude um, uh, madam queen's um guard tanichi look at her fit man they made sure they dressed her like a queen in every single scene she was in Move for me. Hey, hey, Bumpy. Boy, I sure wish I was going to the opera. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Tenichi. Hey, why are you going to the opera and you can't even understand English, eh? Well, you got to give me five. Give me ten. Give me twenty. I'm going to give you thirty, but your hands too Model T Fords all over the place. The 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 costume design, just this, just the production design, uh, set design in general is is awesome. Just the way the buildings look, the streets look like they really did their homework. Oh shit's about to hit the fan. Almost forgot. Oh man. Damn. Yep, it's about to go down. Tommy guns and shit. 
Jesus, man. Tanichi wasn't going down without a fight, man. Cause he got his he got lit up. But it's like they took Madam Queen's people out so easily. They was trying to get the job done, man. Yep. Got one. Let's go, Whispers with the Dooleys. Ugh. The way he cocked that shotgun back. Yep. Fuck you. I don't want to hear it. He was letting the whole frisbee off. She's like, I fucked up my gloves fucking with you. I mean, if they hurry, they could still make the opera. No? Okay. Who's gonna clean all this shit up? Alright, I don't know what that sound was outside my window. I don't know if it's snowing. I don't know if it was like... Um, the Twilight Zone gremlin that was on the wing of the plane. I don't know what that shit was. Hold on, people. Let me let me make sure there's no monsters in here. Oh no, I did actually think it was snowing, but it's not. It's just like the wind blowing super hard. How cold is it where y'all are at, man? It's cold as fuck out here, and it's windy as hell. So it makes it like ten times worse. That record player is sexy. That thing stand up tall. I'm sorry, people. I'm a um. I'm a, y'all know I'm a big sucker for like nostalgia and just vintage. But um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I'm a sucker for record players. I got one. I don't. I don't use it too too often. But I, I love just the. Just the make of certain record players and the ones that they had in that room is awesome. I got a bunch of naked chicks doing a synchronized swim. 
Thank you, Alice. So what's the skinny Johnny? What the fuck is he eating? Pudding? Right. Mayonnaise? What? Uh, figures show the numbers at 100,000 a day. But. He acting like he ain't never seen no ass before. Or tits. You wanna go swimming there, Johnny? Today's a good day to start. He got the gat right to his face. That was smooth. These dudes back then must have hit really hard because they the way they knock people out. I mean, it's not hard though, man. If you hit somebody hard enough and you you know you catch them on that off switch, you know that soft spot, then yeah, it's night night. So it ain't it ain't hard to do. Hey, Miss Francine. Hey, Mr. Johnson. Why didn't you say? Oh, you like them now, huh? He's like Robin Hood, basically, you know. Take from the quote-unquote rich, give to the quote-unquote poor. Look at Tim Roth, man. He's a character. He's just looking like this is a good fucking apple. Just chewing loud as fuck. Oh, that was a smooth maneuver. This dude here uh, with the glasses looks like Gilbert Gottfried. Like if Gilbert Gottfried took like a, a shitload of volume and just got super calm and wasn't screaming at the top of his lungs. That's exactly who he reminds me of. Isn't it? I think that is his name, Gilbert Gottfried. The guy that plays, he he's like the adoption agency guy in Problem Child. He's like, yes, Junior's fucking crazy. His voice is so obnoxious, man. Second order of business. Stop eating apples at my table. That fruit does look good, though. He's, he's like that substitute teacher uh, when the kids are acting up. He's like, I'll wait. I won't start until you guys are quiet because I don't dismiss you. Or what, what is it uh, my substitute teachers used to say? That bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. What did both say? Said one of the color bankers don't want to join your combination. 
he indicated to us that uh, you might need a little help to straighten things out. Paul must have been having a bad day. His wife just went off with a bagel from the island. <laughs> Whoa, was that funny, bro? Andy Garcia, man. Um, smooth as shea butter. But what is your favorite role out there from Andy Garcia? I like him in this movie. I like him. I particularly like him in Smoking Aces. Um, I forgot uh, the name of his character in Smoking Aces, but he put on that accent in that movie. I like him in um uh what's that movie Twisted with uh Ashley Judd, Samuel Jackson. I do want to go back and watch him in Uma Thurman and Jennifer 8. That's one of those movies I think it plays on the senses. Uh I don't know if y'all remember we got a bunch of movies where somebody was either blind or deaf, you know. We had like back in the 90s you had Jennifer 8, Uma Thurman was blind, you had See No Evil where uh Mad Madeline, I can't remember her name, but she was deaf. Back then, you had Wait Until Dark with Audrey Hepburn. She was blind. Piss her off. Then why you disregard my orders and steal from Shosa? You think I don't know why you're sticking close to me? You think I don't see your ambition? It's time to take a stand. I'll take care of Shosa's myself. I am the queen. But you are afraid of him. Never thought I'd see the day that you were afraid of any man. <laughs> Called her out on it. And she knew it. He's like, I've been stacking up on some tips and tricks, game code, you know, books, magazines. December 1934. December is a good month. <clears throat> is that Bo Star? That is Bo Star. Sheriff Meeker himself. Times. Ain't that the fucking truth? Don't come back without him. 
and apparently that's his brother standing next to him, Mike Star. Wait, is that Bose? I wouldn't be surprised if that's his brother in real life. Bo and Mike Star. Mike Star is the guy who was in Dumb and Dumber, uh, mental. The one that was take, you know, he was eating the pills out the bottle. They had the, the one that had the ulcer. How's tricks are they? We live in inflationary fucking times. How'd it go with Judge Capshaw? He told me Stephanie St. Clair offered him 20000 to shut you down. No shit. Well, I'm flattered. I'd give that black bitch a credit. She's Jesus, a man. Horse. So, uh, how much to top of rice? Capshaw wants 40 Richard Bradford, I I, I really can't, and it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. Um, you know he plays the captain here. I can't remember what movie he was in. It's on the tip of my tongue, man. I'm on it. Them sulky brothers, huh? Hey, like when I'm fucking your sister. Well, that's better than something I can think of. Do I want to say he was in Dr. Giggles? I don't think that was him. Alright, too much information in your song, sir. They're getting down, though. It's like a fish fry. This motherfucker, man. Leonard Roberts. He was in um. <clears throat> he was the host at the club on Love Jones. And he was a uh, the asshole dude on Drumline. Brother, don't you ever disrespect me. What they what he keep calling? He kept calling them crabs. Kind of, kind of put me on blast, lady. Um, I'm on a date here. All right, he's like, all right, I, I get it. He, he's like, okay, all right now. Then took that man away from his date. He's like, look, I still got this plate in my hand. You, my date's over there, if you don't mind. She's like, I'm out of here. <clears throat> I'd be like, look here, uh, get your big ass the fuck up out of my way, because there's a woman that I need to, you know, get after right now. Oh, she didn't go far. She just sat right down. Yes. 
guess homeless people were different uh, back then because he didn't even ask for any change. He came up with his hand out. <clears throat> they don't do that out here. They either, you know, they either got to sign up or they approach you with a fucking PowerPoint presentation. There's a dude um, in this neighborhood, in my neighborhood, who's always he's a panhandler, though. He's always got money, but he's always asking people for money. But he comes up with the same fucking, you know, it's like he doesn't see you the day before because he comes up with the same shit every time he sees you. Uh, it'll be like a couple times during the week and he'll just be like, yo, my brother, I know we don't know each other very well, man. I'm trying to get on the bus. It's my birthday. I just want to grab beer and shit. And I remember one time I actually bought him a beer. You know, I was I was on the Ave. I was uh, in the deli and I brought him a beer. I'm like, I know what I know what you're doing, though, but at least you're being honest. You know, you wanted a beer. It's not like you said you wanted to get something to eat or you wanted to feed your cat. You wanted a beer. So I bought him a beer and then he saw me grabbing like a six pack and he's like, yo, you think I could get one more beer out of you? I'm like, nope. But then he didn't even say thank you. He ran, he left out the store. He didn't even say thank you. And I never looked out again. People are just so fucking ungrateful, man. And I know I was rambling, but I love that they were just kind of like low-key slow dancing on the sidewalk. That's always good shit. What? Guess it's time to do some pickaxe stuff. These are the best fucking pickaxe boys in the business. Told you, Francine. Good Lord and I had the rig. Look at that layout, man. The background. Got the damn tiger skin pillows. The bedspread, the comforter. They both in silk pajamas. Rotary dial phone. They just casually talking after they just murdered somebody. That's corn beef. Ratness. That's Frankfurter. Yeah, their their last names aren't just star out of coincidence. Those are brothers in real life. That is both stars' brother. Basic instinct, that motherfucker. Yo, let me tell y'all something, man. Um, I just recently uh, watched Basic Instinct for like the first time in a long time, 
And I forgot it was a Paul Verhoeven movie. Uh, you know, Paul Verhoeven, Robocop, uh, Starship Troopers, Total Recall. I forgot how fucking brutal that ice pick stabbing scene was, man. And I forgot how good Basic Instinct was just as a movie overall. Sequel fucking sucked from what I remember, but um, basically, that's one I, I definitely want to do commentary for. Because that's a movie where I think, I think their sex scene was real, man. Uh, Michael Douglas and Sharon Stone. And Sharon Stone was a bombshell in that movie. Oh, they fell for the old pillow under the sheets trick. Both stars should have just pulled the shower curtain back and it would have been Michael Myers. <laughs> So he could have finally got, you know, his his vengeance. There you go. Come on, bump. They're kicking your ass. There you go. Come on, Francine. Pull your weight. Damn. These are worst fucking pickaxe guys ever. It's taking them entirely too long to get this done. Get his ass, Franny. She like, oh, you won't die. Yep, you 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 in the game now. He's like, baby, baby, let it go. Let it go. He's like, it's all right. I know, baby. He's like, I know. You'll, you'll get you'll get used to it. You're a murderer now, just like me. I know. I know. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. Give me a kiss, kiss. How traumatized she must be. <laughs> he called her Josephine Baker. He is trying. He really is trying to get back on her good graces. Sometimes that's what you got to do, fellas. See, there's a fine line between doing what whatever she want and doing what you got to do to get back on the good graces. Very, very fine line. You promise? <laughs> right. Let her know. Tell her stop fronting. Is this this guy that plays the captain? I really want to say this is the dude from um. really want to say that's the guy from Dr. Giggles that played the cop. The one that saw Dr. Giggles come out of the um, 
Captain Foley. I really want to say he's the cop that saw Dr. Giggles as a kid come out of the woman's body, out of his mother's body. It wasn't the actor at the time, but when he when he played the cop later in life. Basically, what I'm trying to say is the motherfucking that plays Captain Foley, Richard Bradford, was in Dr. Giggles. I really want to say that's him. Hold up. Let me look it up, man. Let me look it up. Let me look it up. I swear he's the dude from Dr. Giggles. Because it's the way he talks. I can hear him. Uh, let's see. Richard Bradford. Were you in Dr. Giggles, sir? Why the fuck won't they tell me if he was in Dr. Giggles or not? And I'm booked, Madam Queen. Disrespectful sons of. This morning, the Queen turned over control of the bank to me. She asked me to take every precaution available to avoid shedding. Yep, I, f I fucking knew it, man. I know his face. It was just a mustache that was throwing me off. He was in Dr. Giggles. Um, his, his name was Officer Hank Magruder. Yep, that was him. I know what the fuck I be talking about, people. Sometimes I just need IMDB or Wikipedia to help me out. But I know faces. You know what I'm saying? I do all right sometimes. Uh, that was very original, Sesame Street. You and the queen will be right back in the joint. That's you and me. We'll hide the slips so none of these flatfoot can find them. And when the number come out at the end of the day, we burn the slips. Excuse me, just shut up. Hey, 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 let me see it speak. What's on your mind, kid? Well, folks is confused. That's all. I mean, all them policy slips are on white paper. And if people want to play a number, they just fill out a slip. They don't know if they're playing with the Queen's Bank or Duchess. What's your point, kid? Well, I think we should put our slips on different people. That's the most flummadil idea I ever heard of. Boy, you sniffing that Shinola? Hold on. There, Shut your know. hating ass up. Damn. Boy, that's a good idea. What's your name? It's always the motherfucker that can't come up with an original idea himself. You know, to hate on somebody else's shit completely. Well, I want you to go down to the print shop. You pick us up a bushel of green slips. This way, everybody know they buy it from us. And the queen's still carrying it. What's so funny? That dude in the background, I hold up, let me look again, because I swear he is Uncle Jerome from Snowfall. I'm trying to tell y'all these faces is starting to look familiar. 
Let me see if that's him or not. I could be wrong about this one. I think I'm think I'm getting happy feet. Yeah, I think I got happy feet on that note. Sorry. It's your time, he should have whispered back like, I don't know what the fuck you say in whispers. You're going to have to speak up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whisper. Well, you know, he talks like that because he got his throat slashed, so... I can appreciate the the little character notion. It, it it's it's why whispers is whispers. He's got a thing. Oh yeah, I forgot they're going to war now. a nice little montage man it's very um dare i say it's very dick tracy like you know like a comic strip or comic book type of thing there's nothing wrong with that though that's another underrated ass uh you know it's a gangster movie whether people want to believe it or not dick tracy i think it's an underrated comic book film Damn. Oh, it killed the young boy. And he had green slips. Oh, no. See, he was in over his head, though. So maybe they did have a point. Like, listen, young boy, pump your brakes and you know what I'm saying? You're doing way too much. My son did a beautiful job with the bullet wounds. He looks like he died in his sleep. All right, man. This is we already going through it. I don't need all the extra shit. Thank you, Mr. Johnson. You creepy motherfucker. He, this dude, the Undertaker, looks like um. He look. He really looks like the guy from Jason's Lyric. I know it's not him, but he looks like the guy from Jason's Lyric. He's in those two scenes where he's singing. He's like, hey, let me tell you about shit. They got shit in the wall. Wow, she looks like she could be that kid's actual mother. The wrong thing to say to a grieving mother, brother. Right. 
call you a hero. You just a common thief. You stole the only reason I had to live. She didn't even slap him, she spit at that motherfucker. It's right now. But you know what 235 mean in Madame Zora's dream book, don't you? Death. Yeah, when I see him, I'm going to tell him I changed his number for today. Yes, sir. Good day, Miss Francie. Good day. Here you go, Mr. Johnson. That, uh, cannot remember that actor's name, but he was Paul William in, um... The Temptations movie. Love that actor, man. Mr. Redmond? Yes, sir, Mr. Johnson. And this old head is the the grandpa from Trippin'. I just had to show my ass to get a piece of bacon. Yes, sir, Mr. Johnson. This cast is all too familiar. Did you put these almonds on my split, Mr. Redmond? No, sir, Mr. Johnson. Then who did? Jimmy, the new boy. He's Give like, oh, I fucked up, didn't I? Give me a few ticks. What's up, huh? Oh, Bumpy, come on, don't start anything. He's like, no, no, hold on, baby. This nigga tried to kill me, right? Did Mr. Redmond tell you I don't like almonds on my split chicken? He, he said, oh, boy. They about to clear that joint out. <laughs> this whole in the background like, yo, everybody out. Everybody out. Whispers put the drapes down. Bitch slapped him. He's so extra with his snake ass. He said you wanted that boy to work here. Who said I wanted this boy to work here? Who said I wanted this boy to work here, Mr. Redmond? Valley, say it ain't so, Valley. Valley got his cover blown with his punk ass. Listen, 
Yeah, he's like, baby, you don't even want to see what we about to do to these motherfuckers. He like baby, I said go home. Look how nervous he is just playing with the card. Wait, I swear that is the fucking oh I swear that is the uncle from Snowfall. I gotta figure out if this is the uncle from Snowfall, man. This is this is really killing me. Mr. Redmond. Yes, sir. From now on, you make my split. Yes, sir. <laughs> you make my split. Alright, let me see if this is the same guy from Snowfall. I promise, let me go and I'll be on the first smoke of the foot of the night. I promise. That's a nice ring, man. Let me see if he was in Hoodlum. Now you bitching, huh? To Philly, we don't want your kind out here, bruh. Oh no, that wasn't him from Snowfall. My mistake. Scared than a motherfucker. Dirt. And they just walking off because he th he think he's safe. He got that fucking coffee mug sound like a tambourine. Whispers ain't playing with him. Took his ass right out. Whoa! What is this? Uh, Poison Ivy's performance on Batman and Robin? They got people in gorilla suits. Did she just twerk on him? She was twerking in the 30s. This really is straight out of uh, Batman and Robin, though. Poison Ivy's gonna come out that gorilla suit, and she's gonna um, she's gonna blow pheromone dust on everybody in the crowd.
let me ask y'all something. Would y'all be opposed if I made this? If I made that my um, you know, if I made that my intro song for the Tutor Reviews podcast, it just comes on like. No, yeah, I didn't think so. There's no colored allowed in here. Only the entertainment, I guess, huh? I swear, yo, that really looks like the uncle from Snowfall, man. I can't shake this. He's the guy who got Duke to work the club. He's probably just here to collect his fee. Look, you're supposed to go to the back door to collect the fee. What the hell you think you're doing to me? Disregard the fee. Only I came to talk to Good you. Lord. All right. You struck a it's ball like clockwork. The first nigger to ever make it into the cotton club. Whoa, okay. watch your motherfucking you mouth, bruh. Like you and I, he's a big fan of Ellie. I'm sure he would appreciate it if you could sit down and take it easy for a few ticks. Ah, it's my cousin. Thank God he didn't call during the commentary. Let me actually put this on vibrate so it doesn't disturb our commentary, people. No, that's right. With the ring still attached and everything. I'm gonna be sick. Oh, Jesus Christ. Makai Pfeiffer just walk should just walk in. Like <laughs> they sent me his finger in an envelope, B. All bloody and shit. Love that part. You're a dead fucking nigga. Hey. That's the fucking guy from Boys to Men. Yeah, we feature what you say. 
No bullshit. His main liquor warehouse is downtown. He's a beer baron. That's where he makes his longest green. Bumpy, you talking about going downtown to blow this man's shit up? Do you know what you're saying? Too risky. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what I'm saying. Yep. That's Michael Macario. The guy that was the guy that they were just talking to. That is I knew that that, that is motherfucking um dude from Boys to Men, yo. This cast is insane, yo. He getting super drunk. I wonder what he got in that flask. Got your boots laced. All right, all right. You don't need no liquor, Illinois. As long as you're with me, you're safe, yeah? He is nervous as hell. <laughs> and it's like, if you're about to do a job, why would you, in a job like that, like, why would you want to be drunk? You had to curse at me, bruh. What type of days do they have? You know, they you gotta talk all reckless to the people trying to get through the gate. Take your ass in there, mother. I'm having a bad day and I'm letting everybody know that passes through here. I used to work with somebody like that in uh what year was that? I can't remember what year. But um it was somebody I used to work with. Um he would come into work and he would announce it. Like, listen up everybody, I'm mad. I'm or no, he would be like, listen up everybody, I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> So I want no bullshit today. I want nobody to fuck. But I would, I would always make fun of him. Come on. <laughs> like when he would be on shift before I came in, and I knew he was gonna be there. I would come in and I would just mock him. Like, listen up, everybody. I'm mad. Don't nobody talk to me. <laughs> Funny ass old head, man. He was cool as shit though. What's wrong with you, boy? Nothing, boss. 
this uh, the tide. We got all these deliveries still to make. Understand why Eugene couldn't make the run? He'll tell uh, Gene went out last night and got himself just as drunk as a fiddler. <sighs> Speaking of drunk, I hate when my cousin calls me and texts me shit like, yeah, no, I'm chilling, man. I'm just catching a buzz, you know, before I rock out. And it's like, you know, congratulations. I'm sober as shit, which is perfectly fine, but it'd be nice to have a drink. Hey. It's just God telling me Thursday ain't the day. Maybe Friday. Maybe Saturday. Maybe no day. Doesn't matter. I would have hit him with the Eli, Book of Eli, John. You put that hand on me, you ain't going to get it back. <laughs> he jumped inside the window. I guess this was like the mini action scene. How the fuck does my phone keep doing this? Yeah, that was the mini action scene. Oh, I forgot they was dealing with uh Oh, Tim Roth was such a piece of shit in this movie. Forgot they murked Loretta Devine. Now I think this was this the only movie Loretta Devine ever died in. Oh no 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 no. She died in um uh what is that? Medea's Big Happy Family is what it's called. I think Loretta Devine was in that, and she was the mother, and she was sick, and she passed away at the end. Take them off. You put my dick in a ringer, fella. Dutch didn't instigate this. Let me explain something to you. If one crazy Negro is provoked into coming downtown, they'll all come. <sighs> if they ain't calling us niggas, they calling us Negroes. Crossing the line because of you. You get this numbers thing settled. Not much has really changed. To be uh, brutally honest.
It's a beautiful theater that he's in right now. Lucky gonna start walking this little ass dog. You know, you just hardcore gangster. You walking this little, this little chihuahua. Take my dog. Put him in my purse. Little ass dog. I love this place. Not gonna lie, man. I I, I admire little little toy dogs because they be the toughest ones. They got the most heart. <clears throat> They'll go up against damn near any animal, including Wendy Williams. I know that was harsh, but she she earned she earns it on this podcast. The man wants to be successful in this business. He has to make alliances. You got judges, even better, special prosecutor. Thomas Dewey. This is arrested. I appreciate your offer, but my answer is no. I'm strictly an independent now I don't <clears throat> excuse me I don't mind anything that's going on in this movie but again I wish there was more Cicely Tyson in here <clears throat> I feel like I could have picked another movie where she has a bigger role in it but this is always the one that stands out her as Madam Queen like you know even though she's not on screen as much as I would like her to be, her role, her character is just G'd up, for lack of a better term. We are officially in the Friday, people. It's actually 12.02. Um... Surprisingly, I'm not that tired, which is not really surprising at all, honestly. <laughs> ah. Speaking of the queen. Take possession of it back. You will no longer work for the 
almost forgot she was booked. She said it like she was casting a spell on him. We had plans. You're leaving me. Yes. Hold on a few ticks. He's like, hold on, I got this poem. I was, you know, I was preparing for this moment. I got this poem I want to read you so you don't leave. Ruthless. This is some Frank Lucas shit right here. I don't care about your trophies. Oh, you don't want any? It was wrong for me to take them in the first place. Oh, what was it? You took them nevertheless, didn't you? Take it off. I don't want any of this shit. You watch your language. You go to hell. <laughs> you playing with fire. You any noble ideas? She said go to hell. He said you playing with fire. Absolutely hate you know in movies and real life when women do that. The fuck you gonna do? Hit me. And little do women know, like the real ones, that don't even cross our minds, yo. Well, you used to be a human being. Whew. Used to be the man I loved. Oh man. Used to be a used to. Sitting down too long. She like I've been sitting down for two damn hours waiting on you to come home. She gave him a reality check, though. 
And I guess he realized, like, yeah, I'm kind of losing myself right now. It's always, for some reason, it's always when they walk out, when they're, like, on the verge of leaving or when they actually want to leave that, you know, you get that reality check, man. Is that a, him and these damn pickles, man? I said that's all the niggas I'm gonna take from you, Foley. That's one more and I'll take. I don't ride with niggas in my car. Fuck for the shit! What you mean enough? He should have let him bash that glass upside his head. Jack, we go back 15 years, but I'll cut your head off and drop it in the river. What are you doing to me? Test me. Feel what I own you. You do as I tell you. I'll put aside your differences for the time being. Got a job to do. Shake hands. <clears throat> do you know what's bullshit? You cool with Dutch Schultz? Uh, you know Clarence Williams third. It's like you cool with Dutch Schultz saying nigga, but um, the captain can't say it. It's like you. It's, he's such a house nigga. Why don't you take some of his stuff home with you? I mean, Foley didn't even finish the strong sandwiches. I know, Dutch. It ain't necessary. It's just gonna go in the garbage otherwise. Get all them uh, grandkids to feed. It ain't necessary. Don't be proud. Wrap up the scraps and take them home. The scraps. Jesus, man. How vicious is Tim Roth in this movie? And then he kind of smiled at him like, and he just said it. He's like, I own you. You do what I tell you. God, Tim Roth is a smug son of a bitch in this movie, man. Oh, God, I can't. I hate that scene, and I forgot how much I hate that scene. Can't you see we trying to play a game? It'd be okay. Well, I see. I know what I see. He's super drunk. I done seen more people die in the last six months than I have in my whole life. Damn. Now you leave me alone and let me go play my song for Miss Mary. I understand you're upset about Pickford. Dad. Mary! That's her name! And you don't give a good goddamn about her nowhere. You couldn't even come to the goddamn funeral. All them funky ass flowers don't mean a goddamn thing. It don't mean shit. You should have brought your black ass over there. Me walking in a church and you carrying on ain't gonna bring Mary back, is it? Let me ask you something. How many of the general's foot soldiers got to die before you see that they playing you just like I'm playing that raggedy ass piano? <laughs> Did it need a tune up? Like, why he had to diss the piano? We killed him and it all worked out. Innocent people deserve to die. 
Tyrone, my Mary, you feel like you ain't got nothing to say to me. And he just he casually going on with the game. He always got a word for you. Come on, get him. Get him. Take it All right. I wish I he, he said, turn him loose. Bumpy was going to beat his ass. He wouldn't have got no cool points for it because he's super, his cousin's super drunk. Illinois super drunk. That's some real shit. If that ain't one of the realest scenes in the entire movie. Oh, Illinois, good soldier. Always do what General Bumpy said. He said, don't let me raise up. <laughs> Can't tell you, man, how many times me and my cousin have had nights like that. Where we didn't raise up on each other, but kept like threatening to do so, or sometimes when we just had drunk ass scuffles and just, you know, dapped it up the next day. That's why I said this is real shit. I'm through, cousin. You can fight this war by your goddamn self now. Like Jack the Bear's brother. Now you got two guns. I'm gonna hold on to this for you, baby. Tell me a joke. Come on, Eddie. Tell whispers a joke. Was he a horse? Whispers talk about some. Be the joke, whispers. You don't hear Dutch laughing. Chi McBride, this was a great scene for him, man. He is, a, again, Chi McBride is an underrated actor. Like I said, even in a movie, you know, the first movies that come to mind are Roll Bounce and Going to 60 Seconds, but even something like Roll Bounce, Chi McBride is great in that movie. He's super trashed. I don't want Foley to have that damn constable, you know, villain mustache. Punched him in his throat. 
Now, again, people, I... I That's why I said the intro with Bear and Bumpy was so great that it makes what's about to happen so bad. They got his ass strung up, snatched him up. This reminds me of uh, Sugar Hill. That's another one I'll do commentary for eventually. When they snatched up Steve Harris's character. Is it Steve Harris? I think his name is. Snatched up his character and, um, you know, we played Goggles. And Ernie Hudson and them burned him up. in the Lucky Charms commercial. Does this motherfucker ever just say a sentence like uh, straightforward? He's like, you guys could just go down the block and then the other everybody else could just go the other way and then everybody else could. Like, he just keep taking these long ass pauses between his, you know, his sentences. I almost did the shit my damn self. Consider a fucking thing. Your days are numbered. You're part of the expression. You're pretty smart for a nigga. Yeah, so are you. God. Well, that's good. That's good. So the man holds your destiny between his fingers. So you got some slips. I beat the rap hands down. Oh, like the glorious Madam Queen of Policy. My judge is sending your black ass to fucking jail. Jesus. Right. You move? I wonder how many people put this movie in their top gangster flicks because I'm leaning towards putting this in my top five gangster movies. I'm leaning kind of towards putting this up there with Goodfellas. Because, you know, Goodfellas is the Italian one. 
you know, the wise guy one, this is the black one. That was the last straw for Bump. Yeah, this is very Sugar Hill. Because I remember when they killed Goggles, they even strung his body up. And Wesley Snipes was like, bring him down. No more secrets. Damn, Illinois. Yep, this was the last straw for him. And they put the number slip in his mouth, man. Jesus. As he hates blacks, he's getting head from a black chick. He said, What'd you put it away for? It's about the size of a lucky charm. Said, just let me put my pants on. Fuck you, guy. All right, lady, shut up. Breath smell like dick. Oh, that knife is dripping blood. Look at that tear falling from Lawrence Fishburne's eye. That's That's me talking to That's me talking to like everybody. How the fuck do you know I sleep at all? I think that's why one of the reasons why I'm half crazed now, because I don't sleep like that. Them hours are very far and few in between.
Now, for anybody listening, if you know, if you're a chess player out there, which I am not, but is that how y'all meet, like in a darkened room with just like a particular lighting, fedoras on and shit? Like, is this how serious chess games get? Because it seems like it. Jesus, man. I really don't know if y'all can hear that outside my window. That wind is getting a little bit violent. is actually a lot longer than I remember. <clears throat> I don't mind because it's a great movie. I got no choice. Judgment's got me boxed in. Frankly, I need your connection. I'd rather it be long so they can flesh the characters out, uh, tell a story in depth. Tom Dewey, take a payment from an IVAC. Also, use your muscle to keep the Dutchman off like that. You know that the terms of partnership now. I'm not gonna lie to y'all, I should have done this commentary hours ago. Wise man once told me, Mr. Luciano. Not tired per se. Just kinda wanna uh put my fucking vertebrae in a different direction. One more time, Cecil. I'm gonna get assurances that you're gonna play on the square. You have your accountant come by my controller's house this afternoon? Not only does Bumby play chess, but he plays chess in real life too. That's exactly what he's been doing from the rip. And that is a thorough ass gold pen that he just put in his inside pocket. Instead, he looks like a regular now. If you don't know, you don't know. Do you know Mr. Johnson? The Muffin Man? Everybody with these damn pickles, man. Mr. Luciano, you don't think I'd be listening. Every time I be hearing every word they'd be saying. Why is every other black dude in this movie cooning? Damn. So he gave he gave Dutch the drop for a hundred dollars. You won't say nothing, Mr. Luciano. My lips are sealed. 
Cecil. Yes, sir. If you're lying, you'll know what I'm going to do to you, right? Yes, sir. I'm going to make you eat a Vlasic pickle in front of me. Yes, sir. Because everybody here likes pickles. Don't just figure. Colored and a bagel. Hard enough. They're nearly niggas, anyways. <sighs> They're uh, dark-complected bastards. I wonder if this movie did for people what Higher Learning did for, um, like, did this movie make people look at, um, Tim Roth the way that Higher Learning made people look at Michael Rappaport? As far as, like, a, you know, I know it's, I know it's just a movie, but certain roles, you know, you kind of, you kind of look at those actors like, oh, man, it's hard, it's gonna be hard to escape that role. Oh, he wasn't Coon, and it was like a, you know, he hit him with the okie doke. Here we go. Hold it. Wait. They walking up in there like the Untouchables or something. That's one I got to go back and watch. Um, from what I recall, that is a gangster movie. I have not seen that movie since I was a child. But um, it's really making me want to... Shit. It's making me want to do my ranking for gangster movies. Gangster Squad is in there though. Even though it's a very stylized, flashy um, gangster movie, I I love Gangster Squad, man. You know, they they got shells to spare apparently, cause they just they just come in there spraying everything. Where is he? I don't know. Oh, that's right. They said that earlier in the movie. Damn. This way. 
Who the hell is this little midget looking guy? That's a lot of money. God damn! How many M bombs do they drop in this movie? I mean, at least at least it's not as bad as um, Django Unchained. Django Unchained, man, that is a task to sit through. I sat through my fair share of movies where they say nigga and Jigaboo and Negro and all this other racist shit, but. Django is by far the worst. It, it, it makes this look like a Disney special. You want to fucking busy it. Yeah, you gotta be He looked like he was just terrified to shoot Dutch. Gave him three of them things. Now, was it Tim Roth or was it Steve Buscemi in Reservoir Dogs who was like bleeding out all over the place i want to say it was tim Roth. i haven't that was never my favorite tarantino movie i do have to go back and watch it though i feel like it was tim Roth who was just bleeding out all over the place out that pen man everybody's pen game in this movie are those chocolates on his dresser or his his dresser his desk over there drunk as fuck.
fortune is dead. Lawrence Fishburne in this in this scene, just him standing in the rain with the trench coat yes. and the fedora, looks like a detective. Yes. Looks like the queen has the bank back. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yes, sir. What are you do, Bobby? I got some unfinished business to take care of. What about you? I'm going to get some sleep. Thanks. Sounds about right. He's like, oh yeah, and I'm going to open up this funeral parlor. I've got a couple gangsters I want to tell these stories to. This creepy motherfucker, like this Undertaker, man, is one of the, he is the creepiest character in the entire movie. And I feel like he's like a Tony Todd type of character, like death doesn't like to be cheated. Like he just keeps popping up, staring all creepy. Line delivery is creepy. Oh, this part is rough. That's why I said, um, again, Bumpy and uh, Illinois intro makes this scene so 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 hard to watch and how they did she mcbride up i'm pretty sure this is him with just like makeup on him but he really looks dead like it looks like this is a real funeral like i've been to enough funerals to know what a dead body looks like and this really looks like He's just out of there, and they fixed him up for the funeral. That's this was like one of the hardest funeral scenes to ever watch. <laughs> what a rough scene. I guess they just wanted it to be as raw as it could be. They wanted you to feel it. Madam Queen. The crazy thing is Bumpy said everything right, but at what cost, man? You know, he lost his cousin. Why are they staring at him like that? Like, goddamn. Creepy ass Undertaker still outside. Now this look on uh, Bumpy's face—is it like—is it relief? Is it grief? I'm always wondering what that what that last you know what that last look was about. But <clears throat> we did make it, people. That was a rough ending, but um the movie in general i i'm be real with y'all i give this a nine and a half out of ten only thing only reason i don't give it a 10 is because the ending seemed kind of like almost cliffhanger ish um not in the sense of the actual movie cliffhanger but the fact that it's like to be continued is what it seemed like it seemed like it was you know his unfinished business it seemed like even though he took care of business it, it seemed like it was something else he wanted to get done other than pay his respects to his late cousin. 
and i don't know the ending just feels incomplete as good as the movie is but it's not like a it's not a deal breaker like i said nine and a half out of ten and um you know big big ups to goddamn this was a long ass commentary shout out to anybody that made it through this or anybody that's going to tune into it but um shouts out to lawrence fishburne uh chi mcbride vanessa williams loretta divine um clarence williams the third tim roth andy garcia everybody involved in the movie in the making of the movie man bo star mike star shout out to everybody involved with the film shout out to bill duke for doing a, a great job directing a black gangster movie um and y'all already know man last but not least shout out to uh madam queen herself cicely tyson man may she rest in peace it was a that's still gonna be a rough loss it's still gonna be so just hard to process because she's still all over the place she still got like speeches that she did recently uh you know like around the time of her birthday and stuff like that it's still pictures from you know with recent celebrities and stuff like that but um you know like i said she left a legacy behind man and a legacy indeed awards uh tv just film just life in general man and you know she'll she'll be greatly missed people and uh you know this this will be my you know rest in peace shout out uh episode to cicely tyson man rightfully so she deserves it she deserves her you know all the flowers she had while she was alive she deserves them um in her passing as well and then some you know she deserves more than that but um it's getting late people so y'all already know what to do man and uh if y'all don't know what to do y'all can follow the podcast on anchor spotify itunes google podcast apple podcast overcast pocket cast breaker and radio public shout out to anchor follow me on facebook and instagram romero tutor shouts out to the facebook movie group the cinemaniacs Last but not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there, man. Happy Friday. Hope everybody has an amazing, great, safe Friday. All that good stuff. I will be back to do either some commentary or some episodes, whatever. Something's something's going to come later on today. You know, I'll figure it out. But y'all already know, man, the love and support y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.